And we're back. Look, I love music. I love musicians. This uh, person coming on the show today, Sean Kingston, Blue and Damage. I used to party with him and his mother. He used to feed me and his brother and I used to make money on the side. Um, Sean Kingston, somebody that a lot of people have like, you know, liked and loved in music, but he's been through a lot. You know, he's been through the near fatal accident with the jet ski. He had, uh, you know, different beefs in the industry. And so it's good to see him resurge after four years. Are you both fans of Sean Kingston? I'm West Indian. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Of course I am. <laughs> and, and, and I feel like Mama Kingston has fed every soul in Hollywood. Oh. So salute to Mama Kingston. That food is so damn good. Please Woo! follow her on Instagram. It's nothing but like food porn and pictures of Sean. Well, measure. listen, the thing I love about Sean and his family is that they are a family of hustlers. We know we've seen all the drama play out, too, with the repossessions and different things happen, jewelry. Uh, but, you know, he's managed by my friend Juan G. So it's interesting now to see where his career is going to go. He's been gone for four and a half years. Can an artist leave for four years now and come back and be relevant? Kendrick's doing it right now. <laughs> so I think yeah, so. But Kendrick is so That's edgy. Kendrick. My thing with Sean... Yeah, Sean is so nice. I've never understood all the broke rumors and nasty stories along with the man with the nice, fun music that makes me feel good at parties. So I would love to hear how he reconciles those two narratives about him in the media. Well, it's interesting. You know, when it comes to the media, you know, some of them are haters. Not us at Hollywood Unlocked. People like us, you know, because we try never, to yeah. we try we try to be fair. But you know, sometimes there's things that's going on. I mean, some artists just always have these negative things happening about them. Now, Sean has always been somebody behind the scenes. I've seen make moves and be positive, and you know, maybe sip a little bit on the side. I don't know what was in his cup, but either way, you know, he used to do his thing. Now, I don't. I never knew him to be problematic though. And you know, there's some artists that when things happen, they're gonna be the first to get out there and say something. And then there's artists that retreat and don't say anything. So it's gonna be interesting to find out why he's never really come out and addressed the issues that have gone on in the press about him and his financial challenges. Mm. But let's stop waiting. He's here. Yes. And sh well, welcome Sean Kingston to the show. Sean, what's up? What's up, man? What's popping? You know, I haven't seen Sean in Kingston in a long time. And I'm going to tell you, uh, one of my biggest memories, well, two, one is that Mama Kingston don't play and she's a thug. And two, you used to have the best parties in the hills that I used to not be able to get into. But when I did get in, um, it was lit. So I miss all the It's a blessing, man. It's a blessing to be here. Um, I'm happy we got a chance to, you know, finally get on the show because, you know, I've been watching you be a thing. I'm a fan of the show, so. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Is, does your mom still have that catering business? Because the food used to be so no, yes, she does. She doesn't have the food truck anymore, but she definitely does do like private um, catering events or whatever like that. So shout out to Mama Kingston. Sure. So oh, Mama's cooking. One thing, one thing I know about you and Kirk, your brother and your mom, is that you guys are a really, really tight family. Does that is that more of like a cultural thing or is it just the way you were raised by your mother and her wanting the family to be tight? Yeah, I think I think I think in Jamaica, that's kind of like I think that's kind of mostly that's kind of normal with everybody. We always just like we're very tight, especially this is just my immediate family because we've been through so much. You know, my mom was in prison, and when she came out, we caught up and we had to you know play a lot of catch time. And my my dad hasn't really been in my life, so I feel like my mom, my brother Kirk, as you mentioned, we all this, this is all we got, so we just be riding together like. And then the hustle side, because beyond music, you're you're involved in a lot of different things. Kirk is a hustler. Mama Kingston has her business. Has hustling and having, and I'm not even going to say you're Jamaican, so y'all be having lots of jobs because, you know, y'all be working. 
Was that also a cultural or family thing where it was always instilled in you to just be a hustler and get out there and get it? Definitely, man. My first job and my only job I ever had, you know, thank God, because I ended up getting discovered. But I definitely started, you know, at, I was 12 years old. My mom was like, yo, listen, you're going to bring some income in. You're about to be a teenager. You got to bring some income in. I'm like, you know, she she taught me very young, like, no matter what it is, go out there and go get it. So I was definitely, um, I had a, my, my, my job, I was cutting grass. I was cutting grass uh, for my uncle. He had, a, he had a, a, a lawn service. And I was going out with him around North Miami Beach and Fort Lauderdale cutting grass and stuff for about six, seven months. So, yeah, I think it's always been a part of me just to, you know, just to hustle ever since then. I just always kept in my mind, like, no matter what it is, just go out there and go get it, you know? Now, I didn't know your grandfather was in, in music, too. So, I mean, I thought you were, like, the starter for your family. Your grandfather, he, he's legendary uh, Jamaican yeah. right legendary Jack Ruby. He produced a lot of stuff for Bob Marley, the Wellers, but some of the big hits for Bob Marley was um he did um I Shot the Sheriff. He did Ooh. he did um Get Up Stand oh, Up. Wow. He did like a lot of big yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, that's that's literally like West Indian like royalty. And I'm from the, the islands as well. And culturally speaking, we are taught to work very, very young. Um, <laughs> by the way, I, I have I have to mention your mother her page and i'm happy she was brought up early they have she has such good thirst traps when it comes to food <laughs> she has like food thirst traps i'll be scrolling while i'm trying to be on a diet i'm like oh that looks good i want some ackee and saltfish so yeah yeah, ackee and saltfish. yeah for sure because listen it just you know what it is she just got so much like she just got so much love passion for cooking like she really does it like just from her heart like i feel like you know, it's, you know how it is, man. It's a difference when it's got love into it. Like that lady just, she just loves to see people happy once they eat her food. So she makes me homesick I'm, I'm sometimes, curious. though. Oh. So my question was to take, <laughs> I wanted to ask you like, West Indians work hard. We do not know how to take days off. And you're working in an industry where folks already grind a lot. How do you find time to not be the Jamaican stereotype and have a million things going on at once? Like, do you ever take a day off? Let's, yeah. Let's um, for sure. Like, you know, for me, it's always like, I, I definitely got other stuff going on. Like, even if it's not music, I'm always finding myself like, you know, I got Airbnb properties and I'm doing, but as far as to answer your question, yeah, mine, most definitely, you know, I'm like, you know, we, we relax. I go, I like the beaches. I like the, the, the vibe, you know, just think, sometimes I leave my phone at home and I just like to relax by the pool, you know, just doing different stuff like that. But when I'm relaxing, I really either like go to the beach or I just sometimes I just drive around just to drive around even when I ain't got nowhere to go just to clear my head type vibe too. Now I know that beyond just singing and and um and uh performing you're also a songwriter you've written for Jason Derulo and lots of other people. I know you and Chris at one point I used to see you guys together like if I saw Chris I saw you if I saw you I yeah, saw Yeah, definitely man. Definitely Chris Brown was a huge, you know, um a huge 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 impact like on my on my whole thing behind the scenes because like I did, you know, Co did um, uh, Ao with him and Tiger. I did Liquor. Uh, 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 what's the other one? Not Liquor. Uh, Moses with him. French Tom. Him French Montana and Amigos. A lot of other ones I did for Chris. Like it's it's always been like I love that dude, man. It's always been nothing but honor and respect. So definitely, if I'm if I'm not really like for the last couple of years, I haven't been you know able to put out music because some you know people don't understand that. It's the political side of the industry. So I wasn't able to put out some music due to, you know, a lot of bad contracts. So what I was doing was I was like, you know what? I'm not going to play these games with these people. I'm going to just get my money on the back end. And I was writing a lot of hits for a lot of people behind the scenes. So 
It was it was it was great. But now I'm excited that you know my manager, shout out Juan G, Bethany, four 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 management. They definitely came in and got everything together to where I could actually you know um, I'm able to 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 be free from everything and to make music again. So. Mm. I feel like we hear these stories a lot about the bad contracts for artists coming in the game today, man, got a new single popping, doing this thing on TikTok. What's some advice you can give them so we don't keep going down the same road or the same cycle of bad contract, bad business deals? Just really just study, you know what I'm saying? Get to know the business. Don't rush into it like, oh, um, just because I got this going on and I got all these people trying to, you know, give me a situation. I feel like don't 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 look for it for that. Really get involved into the knowledge side of it and really understanding the business because it could come in at a time where, you know, like like these people will be like, okay, you know what, we're gonna give you this amount of money and all you're gonna see is, you know what I'm saying, like me, like somebody coming up from the project from the hood, all you're gonna see is like, damn, okay, a million dollars, like that's what a million dollars, that's gonna change my life forever. But in all reality about it, okay, that means sound cool, but you guess what? Now you tied up for these people for 10, 15 years. Now they got your sunset clause. They got your publishing situation. They get money off your shows. They get they own your masters. Now you feel me? Now when your kids, kids are supposed to be getting paid off your royalties, they get paid off that because you signed that contract and took that million dollars. So I, I just mm. say just, just to get the knowledge behind it and really understand what the business stands for and what kind of situation you want to get into. So let me ask you, in your situation, what was it? Were you in a 360 deal? And how did that, like, how was that, how did that deal pan out? It wasn't a 360, Jason. It was more like a situation where um, the people that got excited about me and knew how to work. So so this is what happens. When you get signed to a label, you get signed to the label, you have your A&Rs, you have your marketing team, you have the radio guy, you have all the people that's around the project, right? But the thing about it is, well, for me, it was, the people that was really excited about me, as far as the people I just named, the radio guys, the A&R, the marketing people, all those people left Epic. They left Epic Records and they went to a whole other company. So I basically, you know, no disrespect to them, but I basically was with some people now that are new and don't know anything about Sean Kingston. They don't know. They don't know the essence of it. So they just looking, they just chasing the hit, but they don't really, they don't, they ain't really see the other people that left, they built with me and they, they understand my catalog. They knew how to work with me, what areas I was slacking at, how to put me over here and get me. So the new people that came in the building, once everybody got fired or some people left, they don't know what to do with Sean Kingston now. So now they're like, okay, um, let's just do this. Cause he's Jamaican. Let's put him here. And that ends up being corny. And then they're like, okay, we should put this record out. And then now you don't want to put that record out. So they like, we're going to put you on hold because you're arguing with an AR about putting a record out that you, you know what I'm saying? And then they want that record to come out because they get credit off it. It's just so much political stuff that goes on between it. So it's kind of like you end up basically, Jason, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to fall back because I had two more years, three more years um, on the contract left. And I wasn't excited with how they were working and stuff, how it was singles they were picking and just the, the marketing side. I just wanted off the label and I couldn't really get off. So with that being said, you know, it was sad because my fans ain't here for me for three years, but it's like now I'm all cleared. Um, you know, I signed the amazing deal with Empire. Shout out Gazi, hey. shout out me, shout out uh, Tina Davis and Nima. They're amazing. And you know what I mean? I just been doing my thing, bro. Like I, I got, I got, I'm clean slate, you know? But that, that's what I was going to say, because the fans really don't know. I was recently, I, I recently ran into Chris and Tayana uh, Taylor at the highlight room and we were, me and Tayana were having a conversation uh, about, her music because you know she, she is you walked away and she was like mm -hmm. i'm done with music i'm retiring and i mm -hmm. think the fans the fans don't really know the politics and you're not messy so you're not gonna be like me and go and say these bitches is fucking up my bag so i'm out 
Um, but do, when you look at the labels and how they have this kind of involvement and impact on an artist's career, don't you wish there was more transparency so that way the fans know it's not their favorite star like a Sean Kingston or a Tiana abandoning them, that it's the politics that are getting in the way of the music? That's, that's the, yes, I definitely 100% agree. And that's the most problem that I feel like, you know, we, we, you know somehow we got to come to agreement and fix this because the thing about it is, is you'll go on your Instagram and somebody be like, okay, this person fell off. T- you know, like you said, Tiana fell off, mm-hmm. Sean Kingston fell off, Omarion, whoever it is. You're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to love this person, but I don't hear about them anymore. No, well, you got to think about it. Like, I had so many hits. It wasn't on one. It wasn't the Beautiful Girls. It was Take You There. It was Duddy Love. It was it was Beat It with Chris Brown. It was Khalifa. It was so many hits. So it wasn't a problem if Sean, especially that I write all my stuff. So it wasn't like, oh, Sean Kingston couldn't make another hit. It wasn't about that. It's just the business wasn't straight on the label side. And I feel like, yeah, I, I agree with you. There got to be some type of way to where we can, you know, I wish that we could transparent this, like the fans could know exactly what's going on and not that just you know put it all on the artist like okay this guy's out of sight out of mind type thing so this goes back to damage i'm thinking about the conversation we had with chance the rapper when we were talking about being independent in independent versus a label um you know steve stout has united masters i really don't understand music it's just i know when a song comes out i call damage and go who was that uh but i know I just wish that the labels would stop treating artists like slaves and give them more ownership and give them more control because you know your creativity and you know your fans better than them. And I and I agree, Jason. And that's exactly why I love Empire because it's a it's it's an independent, but they have the major they have the major um mm-hmm. the, the, the services like they have the team, they have the marketing guy, they have the radio people. They know how to get the record going and know how to you know what I'm saying put you in the right thing. But it's also like they give you your ownership. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know basically it's like 70, 70, 30, You know what I'm saying? You get I get seventy percent, mm-hmm. they get thirty percent, um, and, and and I love it. You know what I'm saying? They treat you, of course. You know you got to make the best of any situation that you're in, no matter you know because. They're gonna have you know every, every it's, it's the it's the business, but as far as uh, under like being ex, like you know having my ownership and you know being excited to be, it's like I have no complaints. They're definitely an amazing labor. So yeah, I think that the independent route is the best route to go, especially if you got money yourself. Like if you got a little bag and you upcoming, if you got a little. I, I definitely feel like just go ahead and just invest in yourself and get that thing hot and get it get it going before you just absolutely just sign somebody. Now, can we see you uh, with a record label soon? Because I know you had some artists in the past, and now, you know, with all this new knowledge you got now working with Empire, can we see you step back into that position once more? Definitely. So I had Ayaz, which, um, you know, Shadi is like a melody. I wrote that song. That was Ayaz. I had him. He was signed to me. He just got out of the contract like a year and a half ago. Um, Tory Lanez, people don't know this. A lot of people don't know. Some people know. But Tory Lanez was signed to me all the way to 2016. Um, what? Tory Lanez, yeah, Tory Lanez mm-hmm. was definitely my artist. Um, I discovered oh, him wow. on YouTube. So, um, yeah, so, but, you know, with Tory Lanez and, and IS, I definitely, you know, seen it. Like, I definitely um, really want to build my label again, and I'm definitely doing that. So 100%, like, all the talent, if you out there, hit me up, man. Hit me on the Instagram, at Sean Kingston. I check my DMs. I ain't like them. You feel me? I'm not. You, I ain't you say that, yet. but we're going to hit you up. We're going to see, man. Nah, you say man, that. Nah, hit me I'm going to DM you. I'm going to DM you. <laughs> nah, I'm definitely, I talk to the people and reach back to the people, man. I'm never one of them guys that just be, nah, because those are the consumers. And if they not, they definitely could be somebody. Because I was that guy that was hitting up everybody like, yo, listen to my music. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. So I definitely don't forget that, you know?
No, Sean, I didn't get so a chance to. Oh, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this ten years ago. You know, it's it's been ten years since you got in that near fatal accident on the jet ski. I island hop, and I love to travel and get on the water, and I and I never really understood what happened. Um, I'm sure you've told the story, but were you just driving recklessly? I mean, because I get on the water, and when I feel the waves are a little too much, I slow down and I, I drive like a grandma. Uh, were, you just, were you just speeding and like trying to ghost ride the water or what were you doing? So basically, uh, Jason, I was going 75 miles per hour, but it wasn't really it being fast was the issue. The issue was um, the tide got high. So usually I used to, you know, because I, I lived on the water. So usually I, I always rode my jet ski around like, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock type of vibe. I never really rode in the afternoon, afternoon. You know what I'm saying? So this time, you know, I ended up, um, I ended up, you know, riding like at 5.30. And basically, Jason, it just, the tide got high. So as soon as I rode up to the, as soon as I tried to make it under the bridge, I always could make it under a bridge at, a, at, at the time that I used to ride it at. But now, you know, it's 5.30, the water moved and it, it rose all the way up. So now I'm going 75 miles per hour trying to make it under this bridge. And as soon as I get close to it, I'm trying to slow down. But jet ski doesn't have any sudden breaks. So I'm trying to slow down. I just ended up going right into the bridge. Boom. Like, wow. yeah. Whew. Well, I'm glad that you survived that because I remember when it happened and, uh, you know, I, I didn't know the details of it. I just knew that it was serious and, and you almost died. What was the biggest experience you, you walked away from that situation besides, you know, the tide thing? But like, did you, you know, when you're going through such a euphoric experience, like almost dying, was there a lesson that came to you out of all that? Yeah, just 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 be humble. Don't, you know, think you through. Don't always try to rush things and just you know what i'm saying live in the moment just 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 relax and let everything you know what i'm saying and appreciate it as well you know ever since then i always say to myself like god gave me a second chance at life so my work ain't done so now when i'm moving i'm moving with a different you know what i'm saying a different state of mind because it's like i'm here for a reason so i just try to you know what i mean but but if anything if anybody i would try to say is like you know have your fun live your life but always think stuff through and always just be cautious as you're moving so so Blue, you were going to say something? Yeah, no, I'm just listening to him talk, and you're saying some pretty, like, life-altering, slightly devastating <laughs> things, and you have, like, a smile on your face, and you're still being so pleasant. Whenever I think of you, it's almost like when I think of Lunella, I think of happiness. When I think of you, I smile. Like, the minute I think of your music, I start smiling. You're notorious for being positive, but you've been through a lot. I Is there ever, like, a, a diss track or, like, a cathartic... Sean kind of, <laughs> moment you know, coming. Like, I want to see you just stopping. You're so nice. It's lovely. I don't been I don't been through so much, man. And it's just like I, I I got a beautiful uplifting mom and I got a beautiful uplifting family. So even when I'm going through my darkest times, it's like I, I'm always I'm always seeing the light because I just tend to realize that you can't control what's already. You know what I'm saying? God's already gonna put everything how it is, so you can't control it. You just gotta watch it unfold. And when it unfolds, you just got to learn from your mistakes and just move forward. So it's just like, I always just be positive because positive is, you know what I'm saying? That's, you can't do nothing about it. It's already happened. You know, what, what happens, uh, the damage has been done already, you know? But you're now an you amazing writer, though. So okay. I feel like there's a diss track that you've hidden somewhere. I, I, I'm, one day I'm going to find your notebook. I'm going to DM you and you can send it to me privately. <laughs> Definitely. Well, one of the things for sure, I mean, you've been around and in the industry for years. You've been lit. I've seen, I've been at the parties. I've seen them. <laughs> A lot of rappers, a lot of the newer rappers have been, you know, we've seen a lot of people dying. You know, we saw XXX murdered. We saw Little Peep die. We saw 
um what's pop the smoke. rapper juice world. juice world like we've seen a yeah. lot of pop so we've seen a lot of young rappers that i know my era was you saw biggie and tupac really two of the biggest not really a lot more than that when you look at what's happened over the years with these rappers these artists and with the drugs and then the killings what, what do you think about um i just think about just just being like i said man these people like this i just wish that you know like a lot of because there was a it was a time and you know a timing given where you know, I was drinking lean and or I tried it or, you know what I'm saying? I never was a part of the pills because, you know what I'm saying? But it was a time where I was like, okay, let me try this or or whatever it may be. And, you know, just being all that pressure, just going through all that pressure and having so much to deal with. You got to think about it. I've been in the industry since I was 17 and it's just hard. You know, we go through different things and people perceive you a certain way. And it's just, you know, one minute, you know, it's just so much stuff that you go through that I feel like it's definitely, um, it's devastated, but you got to also know it's a brighter side to it. So, you know, like I, I caught myself, you know, and I started realizing like, okay, this, this, this wasn't me, you know, and I feel like it, it's sad, but you know, you just got to catch yourself. And it, it's unfortunate that a lot of, you know, the great young, great ones didn't really get a chance to, you know, and, and, and it's just, it's just crazy, man. It's just like, especially the ones like Juice World was a great friend of mine, you know, long live Juice World, amazing guy, genius, like one of the best personalities that I ever done came across. You know, but um, I guess he was, you know, you know, he was suffering inside from a lot of different stuff that nobody couldn't, you know what I mean? And I know how it is. I know how it be, you know, depression is real. When you, when you say yeah. the pressure, talk to me about that. What's the, what pressure? Is it the pressure of the fans? Because one pressure I yeah. know with Cardi B, when Cardi B had her first hot single and then her album, the pressure's on to perform again. The pressure's on to stay perceivably on top. What was it? The pressure from the fans, pressure from the industry, pressure of the schedule. Just pressure, yeah, pressure from the industry, uh, pressure from the media. You know, one at a time. I felt like I was the media, media punching bag. You know, and a lot of people. Yeah, you know, I, I did make some mistakes, and I can own up to them. I'm not gonna be one of them guys that just like you know. What I'm saying I'm 31 years old now, so I'm gonna tell her how it is. I was young, and we all go through that. You know, if you give somebody a million dollars at 17. It's gonna have a lot of stuff to go, you know what I'm saying? Especially coming from, you know, where I came from, it's gonna be a lot of messes. But, it, you know, I just felt like the, I was a media punching bag and there was a lot of stuff going on. And people believe what they read, even when it's not true. You know, okay, you know, this jury lawsuit, yeah, it might be a jury lawsuit, but why Why do I have the jury lawsuit? Because this jury tried to play me. He tried to sell me some Mosinite diamonds and he told me it was mm -hmm. real diamonds. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or, or why did this happen? Like, it's always another thing to it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's really me because, like I said, I got people around me that's, you know, I had people around me that was, you know, you know, just around for the wrong reasons. They just all want to be in the limelight and all want to do this and, you know, the, the flies, cars and all the jewelry, you know, all the stuff that come with it. So they, they inspired a lot of stuff, but it's just a lot of the stuff, and I could say as a man, wasn't really true. And the media have a big, you know, it's just, you know how it is. You have a, you got a huge blog as well, but I respect your blog. Your blog is whatever you, you know what I'm saying? It's 90% true. Like a lot of your shit is, is hands-on. You get, you getting the teeth from somebody else, but a lot of these other blogs, they be like, oh, let me post this, let me work this, and it's us. They do stuff for clickbait, and they don't even really know. And it's sad because the people will read that shit and it'll be like, okay, cool. Like this person is like, okay, like he he broke. Like this guy's, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, ever since I never, even when I was, even when I was, you know, going through what I was going through, I still lived in a big house. You've been to my houses before, Jason. I still had, you know, I've been, I've been in, I've been in the elevator in your house. 
Yeah, you better you know, talk your shit, it. Sean. He's like, look, I've never been broke. And look, that's another <laughs> elevator right there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he's, he's flexing. That is a flex. I mean, you better. I mean, oh, so wow. Many, there's, so many, there's so many levels. By the time you get to the bar, you ain't trying to walk up all them damn steps. <laughs> is, is that a mall? It's like a, like a shopping mall. Oh, yeah, yeah. God. As he turned it more, it got more extravagant. I was like, oh, right. oh. <laughs> oh. But, but let's talk at that. Uh, let's talk about that because I do feel like when I, I recently interviewed Bow Wow, and I feel like when it comes to people like you, and bow and or just in people in general who had longevity in the business have created great moments in in hip-hop or or r&b history you know it's how soon do the fans forget that and then turn you into a mockery when you go through real life challenges or perceived challenges that are made up in the press how did you deal with all this stuff and why didn't you ever defend yourself um you know what too and i used to always say this i used to be like yo i used to tell my previous manager like can we really go like let me answer you know let me really come out and really say my side or say my piece or really clear my and she used to always be like no sean because if it's not true it's just you're gonna add it on it's just gonna get people are gonna just boom but like it's gonna die down if you don't say nothing about it people are not gonna worry it's something else is gonna happen bigger than tomorrow and boom bam boom i'm like you jason right i believe yo the shit ain't real you lying on me this the fucking facts let's go but it's, as you get older you know okay that's the way to go but now I know that now, but you know, when I was, you know, listening to my manager, listen to my previous manager and my and my team, they're like, okay, you know, just just let it be quiet because you know, that ain't gonna be true. This one, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and this is like, you know, I just I just tell people all the time, man, a lot of stuff you read ain't true. A lot of it is, it just all depends. It's just all depends. You gotta get your right outlets and you gotta get a lot of stuff. But when it came to me, I just didn't like how they was just like, oh, uh, you know. The, the jewelry or the not only the jewelry lawsuits oh his car got repossessed or this 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 that it's just like man i got four cars in jamaica i got a three million dollar home in jamaica i don't even got cars that i don't even drive like you feel me nobody ain't talking about that nobody ain't talking about that i give back but, all but this you stuff know, and, that, and that's why and that's why we create a hollywood a lot because i feel like there has to be a balance everything in the world can't be cancel this me too that this person stole this this person died like mm -hmm. nobody wants to wake up every day i mean at least me and read the bad worst stuff about everybody all the time you know and that mm -hmm. that's but i'm glad that you're finally sticking up for yourself is it now mm -hmm. is that helping to wade through the pressures of the industry now that you are for able sure to for sure like i've been talking to a lot of people doing the interviews and i've been opening up and just letting them know like okay you know, this is just what it is. It's like it's you know what I'm saying. It was just like the mistakes that happened. I could own up to those, and these and you know that were you know these were them. But it's also another side of it. It's just where people just wanted to bring me down. You know what I'm saying? A dude mm -hmm. would just be like, all right, you know what? You ain't paying me on you. You did this or you should have. I'm going to TMZ or they'll threaten you with that. Like they used to really threaten me with that. Like I'm going to go to TMZ and make you look bad if you don't do this and try to. I'm like, boy, that's extortion. Wow. Like you feel me? But that's how they look at it. They're like, okay, you know what? This dude is just, we're going we're gonna to tear him down. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. I, I have a question because we don't talk about this a lot in the industry, but recently T-Pain came out and told a story about how Usher said he ruined music and how it sent him down like a four-year depression. Ever in your career has an artist said anything that discouraged you or maybe you used it as fuel? Was there ever another artist that came to you and said something? You was looking at him like, are you serious? Um, not really. I mean, when me and the game, me and the game was, we had our little stuff going back and forth, you know what I'm saying? Um, years back, but that wasn't really, you know what I'm saying? That was just off of somebody else's situation. But, um, 
I'm would, saying musically. Know, Anybody music, ever step to you musically like, man, this ain't nah, this nah, don't nah, nah, sound nah, right? Nah, nah, nah. Ah. but I did see that T-Pain story, and I was like, yo, that's kind of, that. you know, that's real, because being like somebody like Pain, he, you know, he think, you know, auto-tune, to, for, 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 for me, I felt like he the GOAT because auto-tune, everybody using it now. Like, now you see, it's like, mm-hmm. you can't even get away from it, right? You got Future, you got all the hottest stuff. You got Usher. All the hottest, exactly. Even <laughs> me, right? Like, everybody use that joint. But it's just like, for, to have somebody like Usher say that, which we all know Usher's Usher. So you got to mm-hmm. think about, for him to be hearing that, to be on the plane and to be hearing that, it's just like, that's, you know, that I could see why he got depressed for that, but it's just like, at the end of the day, in my eyes, I'm like, man, Usher, I don't know. I feel like he, he you know, he, I feel like he brought something, he brought some life changes, you know, stuff to the game. I feel like he brought a little light to it. Because now, auto-tune, it get, it get, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's just the sound now. Now it make every, you got people that really could sing, sing, that's using auto-tune. You know what I mean? It ain't like you can't. The issue I have with Usher bringing that up, though, damage, quite frankly, is, nigga, we just got over them saying you had herpes. Stop it. <laughs> and this is why this is why people got to stop hating on other people. You got your stuff. He got his stuff. And the thing I love about T-Pain is T-Pain can actually sing without auto-tune, oh, too. Very yeah. much. Very much so. He can sing very much so. It's like, Usher, you a legend. Nobody ain't never take that from you. Like, Confessions is one of the most greatest R&B albums to date. Like, nobody could ever take that from him. The man could dance like no other at the age. Like, he's incredible. But I feel like to say, you know, um, just, to, just to say that, you know, you know, you killed music, I, I feel like that's a strong, like, I don't know. Like, I, that's, you put that's, that on somebody. You can't, you, you can't you know really the, cr- like, the craziest part of that story for me, guys, is the fact that T-Pain was minding his business and Usher yeah. had somebody summons him yeah. and say, bring him yep. over so I can crush yeah. his spirit. Yeah. And that that made me think about the conversation or like, bring him over to the plane. If T-Pain yeah. had just stayed in his seat, he wouldn't have been depressed. You know, that's what? Made me think- you know what? Usher, what? the fact that you let Chili get away and ended up with Oops. Quantasia, that's why you got the problems. Mind your business. All right, so let me ask question- you. I was going to ask Sean about earlier when we were talking about all the, the, the entertainers who fell down the trap. It was because of who was around them. And you said even when you were going through your dark time, it was because of who was around you. How do you vet who to give access to you now? Like, how do you tell yourself, don't get up if Usher tells me to get up in the plane? Like, yeah, what is now, your system? Now, yeah, now it's just like, you know, I just really, did, like I say, like, I, I'm very, 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 like, st- like now it's just my circle is tight. Before I used to be like, all right, man, this guy's a funny guy. He got a cool up. Like, come on, you feel me? Pull up, man. Let's catch a vibe real quick. Now it's just like, okay, dude, like, what's like, what type of morals you got? What's your intentions? Like, what can you bring to the table? And it don't got to be nothing financially. It just got to be spiritually, mentally. Like, how can you help me become a better version of myself? Like, that's really what it is. I'm not trying to, you know, chill with a dude that's just over here doing all the drugs and he doing all this and he doing all that. Like, no, you got to be the per like, you know, perfect example, like my new assistant. A new assistant I hired, I just literally ran, you know, I just came back from Haiti. I was in the airport like two weeks ago and I seen the kid in the airport and, you know, the kid didn't even know who I was. And the kid just started running up to me, helping me with my bags. You know, he, you know, he's blind. He's blind in one eye. So he, you know, um, he only could see with his left, but the kid, the kid was just so like helping and loving. And I'm just looking at the kid. I'm like, yo kid, like, you know, how much they pay you at this job? And he told me, I'm like, yo, I want you to come work for me. Like, you know, I forget this job. Like, I, I want you to be my assistant. And he looked up and he's like, wait, wait, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, bro, I want you to be my assistant. He flew out here 
and you know he's here right now you know what i mean like and and, and he's a child of god you know what i'm saying just then i got him with me you know what i mean so hey oh, hey, yeah. hey what's up? Yeah. wait why were you in haiti like i'm from my, my mother's family's from haiti so why were you there was it a um i went project? there i had a private um show for the president me and little moses oh. Yep. Another flex. Okay. You know, yeah. his new his new manager, Wanji, is kind of connected in Haiti too, by the He's way. Definitely Haitian. Um, so shout out to you. Definitely great connection. dude. So let me too. so so let me let me go back really quick to the car repossession stuff. Was that you living beyond your means or having a bunch of people around you that that wanted you to be extra lit or just were feeding off of it? It was just like that? this. It was it, it was literally just like this. It was me not I was trying to like because I, I lease my cars, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what nobody want to say. Buying a car is the most dumbest thing ever. As soon as it leaves a lot, it, de it depreciates. It don't matter how much money you got. Like, I've know, I know billionaires that lease cars. So I lease my cars. So with that being said, one of the cars I didn't want no more, which was a Lamborghini Aventador. I didn't want the car no more. So the guy just did a repossession on me. So he got mad because I get my car, all my cars I get from Fort Lauderdale Collection. That one car that got repossessed, which is what they say got repossessed, which is the Lamborghini Aventador, was from a whole nother. It was from uh, San Diego, San Diego uh, Eurosports. That company, I think the guy's name was like Mike or something. I don't remember. That guy, um, he was basically, basically mad that I didn't want the car no more. I had the car for three months. I didn't want the car anymore. My payments was like four thousand a month. Because I, the only reason why I didn't want the car anymore because my homie Hassan from Road Star Motorsports, shout out Hassan, great dude. He's like, yo, Sean, you know, you got you got fucked on this deal. You put because I put one I put one twenty down on the car. Um, you know, my payment was one hundred and twenty thousand. Like yeah, down on, and the car was for four. The car was for four forty. So it was a uh, hundred, yeah, hundred, uh, hundred something thousand down, and my payments was forty five hundred a month. So I'm like, the third month, I'm like, y'all don't want this car anymore. And the guy just got mad. And the guy was like, okay, yo, boom. He just repossessed the car. I was literally, yo, let me tell you how this guy did it too. I'm outside. Wait, I'm wait, wait, Sean, wait, 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 Sean. And before you tell the story, because I think people need to know, people mm -hmm. that get mad at y'all celebrities, they yes. tell TMZ they're getting ready to repossess the car. So TMZ puts yep. y'all in the story and they get free press out of it. And they get free press out of it. And that's exactly what happened. So I was at Mondrian. I'm literally eating. I get done right, and luckily I was with a girl. But luckily, the girl left. She caught an Uber. She went back to her mom's house because her aunt was in a hospital. I remember it like yesterday. Lucky she left because it would have been totally. I mean, it was embarrassing that it was on TMZ and it wasn't the truth. But it would have been extra embarrassing if she was there. She came out and she didn't see the car. Like nigga, I literally got done eating, and we got done eating or whatever. And I go outside and the valet is just, everybody's just looking confused, just start spinning around. I'm like, what's going on? I see one, one person like, you like, you know, he's like, he want to tell me something, but he don't even want to say nothing. So I'm like, man, where my car at? So I see the tow truck making a U-turn. I'm like, yo, my car's on the, on, the, on, the, on the back of the tow truck. I'm like, what's going on? So I get a text from a guy. I told you, motherfucker, you're playing with the wrong one. I'm like, wait, what's going on? I'm like, boom. Uh, my mom called me. She's like, yo. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, I'm tracking the car right now. I think the the car, the people came and you know, told to repo the car. I'm like, wait, wait, what? So I'm calling the guy. Um, I believe his name is Mike. I'm calling him. He's not answering. He's not answering. He's not answering. So by the time I can even, and that's why to say that everything you're saying is correct. By the time I can even like fix the situation or like really get on the phone, because I was gonna be like, all right, dude, listen, dude, how much money you like? 
to get me out of the deal completely. You're mad that I don't want the car, but how much money do you feel like I can even get? Because he was extorting me with the TMZ. He's like, you know what? It's on TMZ already. So I'm thinking he's bullshitting because I go to TMZ. I don't see nothing. Oh, my God, Jason. By the time I woke up, everybody and their mama was texting me. It was everywhere. And I'm like, okay, this is this is crazy. And it, it broke me down, too, because it was like, damn, bro, I got three other cars that's in my lot. Like, this was the fourth car. I had a Bentley Mosaic. Well, no, the I thing about it is, you know, I didn't have Hollywood Unlocked at the time, so I couldn't help you. But I remember I was at your house, so it's like you ain't living in this big-ass Three, four, exactly. Like that's what I was gonna say. I had a G63 AMG, brand new one, right? I had the um Bentley Mosaic. I had the uh the the Range Rover autobiography, and then I had the Lamborghini Aventador. So you mean to tell me I can't afford the Lamborghini Aventador, but I got all these other cars? But and I'm this living is in my house that you came to, like that don't add up, right? So it's like, okay, if I can't afford a Lamborghini, I ain't gonna be able to afford a Bentley Mosaic that's also three hundred thousand as well. It's not four hundred, but it's three hundred and twenty thousand. So it's like you know stuff like that. I feel like people don't really, they don't really, they don't really defend, and that's what makes it so sad. It's just because they'll read TMZ and they'll just be like, okay, damn, that car got repossessed. No, that car got took because I tried to get out of a fucking com- uh, a, a deal that this guy tried, you know. Fucking fuck me. But no, no, they'll no, they'll look at they'll look at the one story on TMZ and sum up your whole career and say you're broke. And that's the sad part. You know, that's the sad reckless part. Damage. Why does it now, this is my thing. If I had three of those cars and somebody did take my car, say, say if I couldn't afford the car because I don't want to have three cars. Yeah. Why does it affect you? Why did it eat at you? Because you know what you got in your bank account. You know no, what home just, you, you got go to think about it, bro. I'm a person, I don't care what nobody say. I look at the comments. Like a lot of artists, they be like, "Oh, I'm so weird. I don't look at the comments, man. I care, I care what people say because, you know, and and it's sad because people are like Sean, you people talk bad about Jesus. I understand all that, but it just I still like they when they're saying something that's not true. The perceptions mean so much more. Like it just goes in. Like you feel me? It's just like I don't want nobody to be reading that shit and just be like, okay, damn. Like how Jason just said, man, this nigga fucked up his bread. Like nah, it's just like okay, cool. Like it's. It for me is just do something because it's like I know I ain't living like that. So I got all these imagine thousands of people that's just in my shit like boom 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 boom. I can't even. I'm like yo, my shit blowing up. It's just like when I drop a record, I do something positive. My shit, y'all ain't on my shit like this. But y'all need to tell me, y'all you feel me for some fake news? Niggas is really going stupid on my shit like. That should just be crazy, and I ain't gonna lie. See here, I don't say, I don't see it. I do see it, and it, you know what I'm saying. Just by the the hateful, like you know, it'd be a lot of trash comments in there that people really just try to, you know. And I ain't gonna lie, some of them I'd be like, man, and the shit just, you know, it, it just broke me down. That specific situation broke me down because you have I feelings, do, do, yeah, do, do, yeah. You have feelings. You know? but, but let me let me tell you something. I'm gonna go ahead and put my own stuff out here. So I had a. Dodge Challenger. I it wasn't no Aventador. This bitch was probably uh, about seventy thousand dollars. But I was proud of that thing. Dodge Challenger. Let me tell you, I had forgot a I had forgot a payment or something, or I had changed a credit card and didn't think about it because I wasn't really responsible with my money at the time. And I will never forget. I was driving down the street and they pulled me over and they were like, "Oh, by the way, um, this car is being repossessed." Yes. Like, shit. I don't even want this car anyway because I'm about to go give me another car. Y'all can have that car. So I gave it back thinking I was giving them their car back. And then I checked my credit months later and I had a repossession on my credit. Oh, so yeah. I, think, I, think, I think in our community too, we don't understand. And this is no shade. Like we just don't 
we don't work like the white people do. I don't, I didn't know that was a repossession. I know now that once I give it mm -hmm. back, I still got to pay for it or I got to work out some mm -hmm. deals. So I wanted to ask you that not as a way of bringing up a painful past, but the fact that like I, I was around you at the time and knew that you were making all this money and you were extremely successful and you were thriving and you were living. But then online, I felt like people were trying to play with you because of mm -hmm. that situation and probably didn't even have all the facts. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, like I say, now, you know, I, I could look back and I could just be like, you know, those, those, you know, I feel like just that's, that's all I had to do with the energy. You know what I'm saying? Because now, you know, shout out to Warren G. Like I said, my assistant that just like, it's just that great energy I have around me. And it's just like, none of that shit don't even really like none, like nothing really like, as you can see, I ain't been in the media, no jewelry stuff. I've been clean and everything that I ever had, um, you know, any lawsuits, whatever been dealt with and it's been a clean slate you know by the grace of god so i just say man all that stuff is in the past and um and that's why my album my new album is called deliverance you know it's called deliverance because it's a redemption it's a new me it's just, you know what i'm saying it's like i've been through a lot but um i have a testimony you know i got a story to tell and um it's a lot of stuff that i definitely want to get off my chest and i feel like this album is going you know it has a lot to it's, it has a lot for me to you know say in this album you know so now is this is deliverance is this the first album in how long it's the first album in four and a half years. Wow. Wow. Now, are you are you nervous? I mean, because we know that you're super talented. We know that you're versatile in music. We know you have tons of relationships and can call up almost anybody. When you take such a hiatus, that's literally like a person going through all of high school, right? When you take a four-year break and come back and, you know, social media is changing. The landscape of music has changed a lot. Is there fear, nervousness? Is there confidence because your fans are there? What are, what are you feeling about it? See, the thing about it is... I've been writing hits behind the scenes even when I wasn't. So I kind of can gauge the market. Like as far as I know what sounds, I'm a real musician. I play three instruments that people don't know that, you know, I play the keys, I play the guitar. Like I'm gonna show that side as well on this album. But I say all that to say is I'm, I'm really into the music, music, music part of it. So I know what's gonna be the way before it even happened. Like I knew Afrobeat was gonna be Afrobeat three years before. Like, so I already know. So with this album, it ain't no fear. You know, of course, it's probably a little bit of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, you know, anxious. It ain't nervous. It's more anxious. Like, okay, man, like, I want to see what they're going to think about this record. But it ain't no fear because, um, you know, you know, who God bless, no man curse. No man could curse. And I got so much, like, heat on this album. You know, NBA Young Boy, free NBA Young Boy. He's on the album. Um, you know, little TJ's on the G album. Herbo. G Herbo. G Herbo. Yep, 2 C. Yes. 2C, Damian Marley, like, you know, Jasmine Sullivan. Like, this album is a big album. Woo! Oh, wow. Okay. What y'all doing to do? Wait, wait, what you and Jasmine Sullivan well, yeah. doing? I was, I, was, I, was about to say, I was about to say, Sean, yeah, now you now you woke it up. I need you to text Jasmine that Jason <laughs> Lee is a fanatic for her. Like, I live for her. I got her. you. I got you. I love her. People I say you. I look like her cousin. I love her. <laughs> well, well, her I said hi. Well, well, Blue, after dark, you look like the more sluttier version. Um, <laughs> Jason, stop looking at my stories on Instagram. No, so so with Jasmine, is it a what what give us what is that vibe? That vibe is more like a um it's a reggae, reggae um RB type of vibe for sure. Okay. That's sexy. Have you have you thought of doing like a live streaming performance thing like like um yeah I, like an mtv unplugged type of vibe no no my friend or oh, i can connect juan with her uh she does the npr music thing i don't know what 
Tiny Desk. It's tiny called Tiny Desk. desk. Tiny yes, desk. I would love to do music that. Thing. Yeah, I would love to do that. Tiny Desk sure. is That's major, right. Jason. Yeah. First, first, of all, first of all, I don't I don't work at NPR. I work at Hollywood Unlocked. I'm saying I know okay. that she does Tiny Desk. That's what it's called. They're in the living room with the band. Yeah, it's, I no, saw it's, that. Yeah, it's, it's a huge deal. It's a huge no, deal. No, but I, I can see you because I've seen Jasmine do that. I could see you doing something like that because I really feel like your music is so transcendent. Like it's beyond just one demographic. You know, you, you're. Yeah, when I think when I think you have like a Jason Derulo that can reach people outside of, you know, Compton and Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I definitely feel like um, I would love to do that. Um, definitely, it would be a blessing. Um, yeah, definitely let me or Wanji know. Tiny Desk, I'm a fan of that show as well. But I feel like with this album, because it's it's so musical, um, I have a lot of elements to it that I think it'll be dope for because it's, it's it's definitely you know pianos and you know acoustics and stuff like that. So I definitely feel like um, uh, Tiny Desk and you know elements like that would be a great look for it as well. Nice. Well, now the deliverance is here and the album's uh, the album is coming. When does it drop? Right now, um, I'm not even really focused on the date of the album. I'm just really just trying to pump out these singles. So G Herbo was just a warm-up record. Shout out to Herbo. That's one of my great friends. We just warming them up because I've been through so much that I want to let people know, you know, darkest times. It was like I've been through all that, but here I am. But now, you know, since it's summer, we about to just go straight. We about to go straight to the radio smash, the global Sean Kingston mm-hmm. sound. Like, we about to hit them. So we got, like, two more records that's coming um, I about I say like the next two weeks, a week and a half, you know, we're gonna do something right. real special. But um, yeah, the Deliverance album is, is 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 crazy. It's just no, it's no date as of now. We just really focus on the singles. But um, I'll definitely let you because you know you family. I'll let you know as soon as we get everything covered on that. End. Nice. Okay. And so before we get out of here, when you think about your career over the many years that you've been doing this now, what is the greatest lesson that you've learned? The greatest lessons I learned is. Just, 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 you know, being who you are is, is just, it comes with a lot, but just ended up just, just, just keep God first. You know what I mean? Just keep God first. Like, and just, you know, everything's going to fall, fall into place, you know, for real. Well, I don't know if that's God calling you and telling you to get out of here. But, um, I think you delivered a great episode and it was great to catch up with you. And if you have a, um, if you have a party this summer, I would love to come because, like I said, a Sean Kingston, a pleasure pee party. If you ain't never been in one of those, you ain't never really had a good time here in Hollywood. For sure. We about to start doing them, too. I think I might do something for July 4th. I'm going to let you know. For sure. Damage and I are uh, coming, don't just, Yeah, first oh, of all, yeah, don't just let know. Jason know. Man, let's put up. We vibing, man. You know, no yeah. good. Well, Blue, Blue, I saw you got wet earlier when he was talking to you about his artist, and you said he was going to DM him. So I don't know what type of demon time you want, but you tell me when the party is. <laughs> or you going to slide first. We'll be there for some Definitely clean fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Sean. Good luck. It's, uh, send my love to Mama Kingston and Kirk, too. Yeah, I love you guys. Hollywood Unlock, man. Bless up. Thank y'all. Definitely. Uh-huh. Peace. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.